The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, sitting up on the northeast coast of England in sunny Newcastle and joining us to hit game six of the World Series, uh, possibly one game, possibly two games. It's all coming down to this. Uh, and to tell us if it's going to be one or two games, because he knows everything, is from Houston, Texas, Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, hello, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Uh, I know we're talking offline, game six, man. It almost looked like after the first inning yesterday, we were going to have uh, new champions, but uh, we'll get into it in a second. But yeah, I'm glad we're on to game six. This now it's where it gets interesting. Okay, now it gets interesting because you have the Braves that are up three games to two, and now they have to go on the road and uh, win one of two. So I'm excited, man. It was a great game last night, great game uh, four also. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, how was your weekend? I know I, you sent me a couple pictures of you uh, not only playing baseball, <laughs> but also you were you decided to uh, attend a game this weekend, huh? I went to the Newcastle match here on Saturday. As I, I, I struck lucky because a friend of mine and all her family had COVID. So, you know, oh. uh, every, every cloud. So they yeah. gave me, it was my little boy's birthday. So okay. she, gave, she gave me the tickets. That's nice. um, so me and the boy and his friend went, but they were playing Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so even though we, we made no attempt to win the game, they were absolutely <laughs> terrible. They, there's a, there's a saying that we use over here. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Moon, after a team parks the bus. Would you yeah. use that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we parked the bus, uh, everybody's cars, and a couple of B-52 bombers in front of the goal. We didn't even <laughs> try and go forward. I mean, would, like, would you rather sort of die on your knees or live on your feet? What, what, which way around is that saying? Live on your yeah. knees or die on your... You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. well... Uh, we died um, a death by a thousand paper cuts. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, but then, it, I suppose, I mean, Chelsea, the European champions, you get to see some good players. The, the boys enjoyed watching yeah. uh, N'Golo Kante and Jorginho and mm-hmm. uh, Rudiger and people like that. So, yeah, it was okay. It was, a, it was good fun to a point, but we just were not competitive even a little bit. Um, and then for some reason, we just like, we had a game on Sunday, a baseball game, and decided mm. to go ahead with it, even though <laughs> the weather forecast was for torrential rain. Um, there was a lot of testosterone flying around. I don't think either team wanted to call it off. It was kind of like a game of chicken. Um, both teams were eyeing each other, saying, we're definitely going to play this. And I sent you some photos. Um, yeah. And I mean, 
the the one of the photos actually the that was me batting that was me at bat with the with the bright orange socks on and I, you couldn't pick your feet out of the slop that was at home plate so if i'd put back the ball and mm-hmm. tried to run to first i just my, my shoes just stuck where they were yeah. it was like quicksand <laughs> it was so we played one inning uh it was a 5-5 tie after that one inning and then that was it we all went home uh absolutely soaked to the skin, like <laughs> soaked, soaked through to my underpants. It was completely and utterly ridiculous. Um, so, so the overhead in the first inning. The overhead in the first inning. But there the pitcher <laughs> couldn't hold the ball. Like it was, it was just a walk. Everyone would walk, steal yeah. second, mm-hmm. take third on a pass ball, score on a pass ball. That was what everybody did. It was the worst example of baseball anyone's ever played. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't like... The Americans, you wouldn't have recognised it as baseball. It was just stupid English people. Uh, oh, Americans would have called that game like three hours before game time. That's how it is over here. <laughs> yeah, we tried. And like, you, I mean, you got the impression, some of the photos that I sent you, uh, yeah. it was absolutely ridiculous. But it was good fun. And then yeah. uh, we had the, the little boys party yesterday afternoon. They all went and played laser tag, went and shot yeah. each other. Um, so yeah, it was all right. It was good fun. Then I enjoyed my good NFL. Fun. Got all yeah. my bets wrong. Uh, three out of four. Managed one push. Miami, Miami push. That was my best result of the night. <laughs> so that wasn't ideal. <laughs> and then we got into the we got into the baseball. How was uh, how was your sporting weekend, Muna? Yeah, we, you know, NFL was pretty good. Uh, I hit four out of my five picks. Uh, oh yeah, one... you did the the super contest. How are you yeah. doing that? I keep oh, forgetting man. to ask. Uh, so I'm doing both the Circa and the uh, the Super Contest, doing a little bit better in the Circa. Uh, the one pick I have left for tonight is the Chiefs minus a nine and a half. So uh, I see that lines up to ten and a half. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can get to four and one, just, you know, keep my head afloat. You know, maybe I could get into the payout. But the Colts, I took the Colts. Um, no, that was horrible. Yeah, that that oh that that one that one stings a little bit, especially the way that they lost, right? Like, yeah, Carson Wentz decided to throw that interception. (laughs) He let him down the field though and got the touchdowns. Okay, now if they get the ball first, they have a chance here. But uh, Titans defense did good, and then he throws that interception. And long story short, he loses the game for them as usual. But yeah, I can't complain about four and one. Uh, Sean, I listened to the uh, recap show this morning and Sean was furious about that Carson Wentz business. Because um, actually, we I stacked them in DFS. The the Carson Wentz-Pittman stack was really good. Oh, yeah. So two, t- two touchdowns in the first yeah. quarter. Uh, and then it was kind of drawn inexorably to the point where uh, Wentz was going to do something disastrous. Uh, and that little pick 62, with, like, when he threw it to the fella on the two-yard line, uh, yeah. that was outstandingly silly. So... Um, and then, yeah, the, the clocks went back here yesterday, uh, for whatever reason they do it, autumn, winter time. Uh, yeah. So the baseball started quite early. So I got to live watch the first three innings. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, we go through go through game four first, Moonaf, before yeah. we get to before we get to last night's game. Let's go chronologically. Uh, how did game four pan out? Yeah, game four. Uh, Malcolm, we could make the case that the Astros probably could be up three games to two uh, if they if the bullpen held up for them in uh, game four, but uh, obviously did not. Uh, let's kind of go back to game four. So the Astros got out to a uh, let's see here. Let me pull up the box. I think they got out to a two nothing lead uh, and they were kind of cruising. Right. I think that's the game where Zach Grinke started for them and he was absolutely phenomenal for the uh, yeah. Astros. 
he went four innings, allowed only four hits, three strikeouts. I believe he also had a hit in that game uh, batting. Yeah, he was one for two. Um, I just felt like in this game that I feel like Dusty Baker pulled Grinky early. I feel like he could have gone one more inning, and he was only at 58 pitches uh, through four innings, and that would have pushed, like, obviously the game plan then would have changed for him. But um, long story short here, uh, the Braves come back, and they score uh, one in the bottom of the sixth off of an Austin Riley single that scored Eddie Rosario. They, uh, the Astros were able to get out of that inning, and then the seventh inning is where the power bats really came up against Christian Javier and Dansby Swanson, I believe, hit the solo home run, and then Jorge Soler hit an absolute moon blast um, to left field. So, uh, And then the, the uh, bullpen, I think, that we've talked about, especially when, when Johnny was on with uh, Tyler Matzik and Luke Jackson and Will Smith, I think those guys came in in the seventh, eighth, and ninth as they have been all season long and in the postseason, they only gave up one hit in those three innings. They were able to shut the door on the uh, Astros to take a three, one lead in that game. Um, And then, you know, last night, obviously game five, uh, this got out to a very, very interesting start, or at least a great start for the uh, Atlanta Braves. And um, I was, I I was telling you offline, I was at my brother-in-law's house and we were watching the game and I said, look, if Framber Valdez ends up walking Eddie Rosario here, he's going to give up a grand slam to uh, Austin Riley. Lo and behold, um, there was the uh, – oh, sorry, to Adam Duvall, I mean. Um, uh, and then he hit the uh, grand slam over to uh, right field, got it over the fence. Quick 4 nothing jump start for the Braves in a, in a game-clinching World Series championship clinching game for them. But – Malcolm, let's give a lot of credit to the Astros here. I mean, they were able to kind of claw and scratch their way back into their game, right? I think the big significant thing here was, Malcolm, kind of what you can take on this, and I think I think it was, in hindsight now, it is the right move, that uh, Dusty Baker made the change of moving Alex Bregman down to the seventh hole in the seventh spot in the batting order, and then he moved Carlos Correa up to the three spot, and both of these guys did well yesterday. Yeah, you're right. Um, the absolute key was... this. Not much you could do about going 4 nothing down so early. But Houston needed to get back into that pretty quickly because if maybe that had got to the third or the fourth inning, yeah. maybe you might have seen a little a little slump in the shoulders, a little change in the body language. Uh, and Houston might have got their heads down a little bit. Um, because Tucker Davidson didn't actually pitch too badly. In fact, I don't think Atlanta pitched too badly at all, really. Um, Tucker Davidson, who we talked about, was uh, promoted... Um, after Charlie Morton broke his shin um, when he got hit by that comeback. And Tucker Davidson went okay. And he got he kept getting ahead of the batters. Um, he got to one and two. The crowd were up for it. They were cheering every pitch. Um, and then like uh so Maldonado comes through with a hit. They had a they had a, a little uh uh so Maldonado was a sack fly. Yeah. And then before that in uh, yeah, that's right. Double. Just a, yeah, that so they got a couple of runs and they got a couple more back. And all of a sudden, they they weren't too far behind because at four nil, it may it kind of looked kind of unassailable. Uh, but they got back into it pretty quick. So Atlanta yeah. left the door open for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Houston, like you say, give them all the credit in the world. Uh, they they took that opportunity, seized it, and actually then fairly comfortably uh, went and won the game. Yeah, I even uh, said, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
No, go ahead, I think kind of going back to Tucker Davidson, I think the the place where he got in trouble was that he gave up three walks in two innings. Yeah. And I think that's where the Astros were finally took advantage of that uh, opportunity where they were kind of struggling early on in the series, where they were not able to get these guys across when there was either guys in scoring position and they were leaving a lot of guys on base. So I think you got to give credit to the Astros for doing that. And then again, Dusty Baker for making that change in the batting lineup, I think was key. Uh, for the Astros. And again, like you mentioned, Martin Maldonado was finally, finally able to break, break out of the slump. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't necessarily early on. It wasn't that he got a hit. He was able to get that ball deep enough to get that run scored. Right. And those are the things where we talk about where you kind of itch and claw your way back into a game. Um, I think from a Atlanta point of view, uh, I th- it was, they don't have two starting pitchers now. They don't have Freed and Anderson. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be really difficult for them to win two straight bullpen games. Yeah. Uh, so they did well to win that game, um, the the game four. Uh, they did well to get over the line there. But to do it two days running, to go back to the well, uh, I do think was a difficult task. Because I don't think, like I said, Davidson didn't pitch too badly. Um, it was actually Minter that got saddled with the loss. Yeah. Um, and a blown save, I think, last night mm-hmm. he was credited with. But he himself said in the interview after the game that he didn't pitch badly. He felt as sharp as he had been yeah. throughout the postseason. Um, so, although it four nothing up Atlanta, I mean, I don't know if you could have live bet what it price did. you would have got um, at Houston. Have you any idea? I think it was around. If I, I might be mistaken, but I think it was close to I think plus six fifty or up to eight to one. At that to win point. that to win that game or to win the World Series? No, no, to so I'm sorry, to win that the game, not the series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um it would have been interesting to see what the series price was at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you were to take one, really, you, to, you, you would have to take the other as well. They're, they're yeah, kind yeah. of intrinsically linked the two things. But yeah, so I think the Braves will be disappointed. But again, kind of mitigating circumstances for them. Um and that to go to the to go to the well twice uh and win bullpen games back to back. Um, was always going to be a difficult, uh, mm-hmm. a difficult thing to do. So yeah, they're, they're still uh, as much as they'll be wounded and momentum's a real thing. I still don't think they've done an awful lot uh, wrong in this series, um, and they've, they've certainly uh, certainly got a live chance. Even though uh, Houston will feel now that uh, that back at back at home, back at Minute Maid Park. I was, what I was going to ask you, Moonaf, was. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the these kind of big games, so if I was going to like a big football match, a big soccer match, yeah, they can be, uh, say, cup finals, things like that. They can be notoriously cagey. They can be tight. Both teams might sort of defend a little bit. They might sit back. They don't want to make a mistake. Now, obviously, in baseball, you don't get that because the hitter just wants to hit. Um, the, can the pitcher maybe pitch a little bit? safer or do, do you tend to get lower scoring games? You get cagier games in these big games or do you get higher scoring games because pitchers are nervous and the bats can get at them. So traditionally, uh-huh. when you get to a deciding game like this, would yeah. you would you lean towards it being uh, a little bit more muted and cagey or a bit wilder? I think that for baseball, it might be different than like say, you know, soccer. And and I think a great example is also basketball, right? It, like if it gets to a game seven, because like it, it's a possession, right? Because because there's it's it's a faster paced game, right? With 
it's not like innings in baseball, right? Where you get on the field, you're, you're, you're fielding for three outs and then you're going up to bat versus basketball. It's possession after possession. Same thing with soccer, right? It, it's open. So a guy can steal the ball and have possession and they, they defend well for, for, for like baseball, in my opinion, I think that if your team is hot and they have that momentum, I think there's a lot more pressure on pitchers making the correct pitches and not making those mistakes. Like let's just say their command is not there or they're not hitting their spots. A pit, a batter, if, if a batter knows that the pitcher is nervous, he can just sit back and stand there and let that pitcher miss his spots and draw the walk and get on base, which adds even more pressure on a pitcher because now he has to get an out. And then he also has to worry about the batter and making the right pitches because if he get, if he throws a pitch and it misses a location and it ends up a hanger over the plate, a batter is going to take advantage of that and he's going to probably hit one out of the park. And all of a sudden, the game is you know a lot more wide open. And I think it's, Malcolm, especially when we're watching playoff baseball, the game significantly slows down. Like you see pitchers taking their time, they're stepping off the mound, they're they're looking at the 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 hand signals and the signals coming from the catcher and it really slows the game down even you know batters step out of the box and you know they'll they'll re re up their tighten up their batting gloves or go back and do something with their bat so i think in baseball at least i don't think it's more cagey i think that you know whichever team is has the more momentum and creates that pressure on the defense and the pitcher i think that's where it kind of really shows up that hey we might see some more scoring uh, if you want to take any of our advice on these picks tonight, get across to WinBet um, live in Arizona, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. All your major sports right at your fingertips. Um, loads of bonuses. New users, $1. Bet can win you $100 uh, on any sport. Uh, so if you want to take um, the over or the under on this uh, game six tomorrow, um, $1,500 is a free bet. Uh, first wager can match it up to 200%. Uh, we'll be doing okay on our home run props. Um, Johnny over on Twitter last night um, hit the Adam Duval one in the first inning. Uh, so we've gone really well on those. Um, so get across to wynnbet.com or download the WinBet app. Um, if you sign up, there's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet, as well as all those uh, top-class promotions. Um, okay, then, Moonaf. So we've got across to Game 6. It's set up beautifully. Um, who's pitching? Uh, what are the lines? Yeah, so we're moving back to Houston for Game 6 and possibly 7 if there is going to be a Game 7. So um, let's see here. Uh, we have... Obviously, the Houston Astros are going to be at home with Luis Garcia on the mound. For the uh, Braves, it will be their ace, Max Freed. Currently seeing the Astros favored um, ever so slightly at minus 125 in this game uh, with a plus 105 money line price on the Atlanta Braves. Uh, currently seeing the total at 8.5 with a little bit of juice on the over. Let me see if I can find an updated serious price Um uh, for the World Series. I know it was around plus 450. Um, around, yeah, plus 450 before game four, sorry, before game five went off. Uh, yeah, here we are. 
Uh, now it's down to plus 190 for the Astros here. So, um, yeah, I've got two to one Houston over here on my yeah. book. Sure. Yeah. So we have, uh, again, uh, Max Fried for the Braves and Luis Garcia going for the Astros. Uh, currently, let's just kind of take a look at what these two pitchers have done over the uh, postseason here. So Luis Garcia, he's had uh, four starts here in the uh, postseason. His first start was against the Chicago White Sox back on October 10th in Chicago. He went two and thir- two and two thirds of an inning, five hits, five earned runs. Followed up that start up against the Red Sox at home, where the Red Sox had that grand slam, I believe, in the first or second inning. He also gave up five earned runs in that inning. Uh, but he's pitched well, I guess you can say, over his last two starts. And I think it was that serious clinching game against the Red Sox where he was absolutely fantastic, Malcolm. We had talked about yeah. he went five and two-thirds, one hit, seven strikeouts, one uh, walk. Um, and then uh, the I believe he went game one or game two against the Atlanta Braves. Um, it, it wasn't too bad. Three and two-thirds of an inning, three hits, one earned run, six strikeouts. The only kind of thing that stuck out there was that he did give up four walks in that game. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see which Luis Garcia shows up. If it's going to be the Luis Garcia... That was the pitcher against the Red Sox in that serious clinching game in the championship series. We might be getting a game seven here, but in this world series, if it's not, um, then again, again, I think that if the key for me is, and I think I'll give you the key, what I think for Luis Garcia is going to be is that settling in. And I've been, I've been harping on this all season long or all postseason long is that the Braves have been getting out to early leads and they've been scoring early runs. So I think if Luis or Garcia can really limit this offense within the first three innings, it gives them a great chance to uh, uh, push this to a game seven. And like we said, Max Fried is on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Um, he got off to a, his first two starts were absolutely fantastic in the postseason against the Brewers and the Dodgers. He had 12 innings pitch, 11 hits and only gave up two earned runs. But I think the more concerning part here, Malcolm is his last two starts. Um, uh, last game against the Astros, five innings pitch, seven hits, six earned runs, six strikeouts. And then the game before he was against the, uh, Dodgers four and two thirds, eight hits, another five earned runs, two home runs, uh, two walks and three strikeouts. So over his last two games here, he's, he's got about close to 10 innings, given up, uh, 15 hits and 11 earned runs. So, and again, Malcolm, I think that's something we need to keep in mind is that both of those starts were on the road. Now he's going back into Houston to pitch against against the Astros again in their uh, home uh, ballpark. So um, for me, I think though that that the Luis Garcia thing is key. I think I don't know what you're kind of thinking with Max Fried and Luis Garcia here. I think everything you said about Luis Garcia, you can apply to Max Fried. They're almost kind of mirrored uh, mirrored each other. Where um, they've had sort of one really good start each, one okay one, and then a couple of dodgy ones. And the thing that concerns me most about Fried is that kind of that. In those last two starts, the whip is up at 1.34 and you just can't keep putting putting that many ducks on the pond and, and not expecting Houston to get them home because uh, Houston have shown they're very capable of doing that. Um, Freed is my guy. I've, we've, I've mentioned him a lot all season. Um, he came really good in the second half. He got stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, but you mentioned there that it's, it's the road figures as well. Yeah. Uh, it's being on the road. Now, in terms of where they are, in terms of rest and bullpen and stuff, it's it's really all a little bit quite peculiar. You can tell it's real playoff baseball. Um, Garcia's going on three days rest, having thrown 72 pitches on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a huge workload, uh, but it's still 
three days rest. Now, um, Erkidi was probably going to go tonight, um, but then he got called in to, uh, to put out some fires on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Um, he threw 14 pitches last night. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they've got to empty the clip. If you don't, you go home. So right. um, Dusty Baker needs to be creative. I mean, I don't want to speculate if we get to a game seven. There's all kinds of permutations. Uh, so we'll just focus on this game six. So it's Garcia going on three days rest. Um, Ryan Presley's the one who was fully rested uh, for Houston. He wasn't needed yeah, uh, last night. So yeah, it really is. So if they get to a safe situation there. Um, in terms of Atlanta, um, they need... Free to go, I would say at least five, maybe five would, and a third, five and two thirds. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to yeah, agree with you that he needs to go at least five for the uh, for the uh, uh, Braves here tomorrow night or Tuesday night. Because they've got the pitches that you mentioned um, in the game four win, the three pitches, uh, Matzek, Jackson and Will Smith are the same three pitches that they'll be hoping to bring out last night. Everybody else went, um, they'll, the three pitches they'll be hoping to bring out tomorrow. Uh, everybody else went last night. Like we said, um, Minter went. Uh, so you'll be looking at the, the, the framework for Atlanta to win this game is Freed going over five or five, getting a couple mm-hmm. out of Matzek, yeah, and then Jackson and Smith. yeah, um, And that's what they'll need. Anything else, and they're going to be in trouble. They've got Ian Anderson to go um, game seven. And then they say Houston, again, is equally up in the air. Uh, can Garcia go? He's got to go beyond three. Can they use Akidi again? Or will they hold him back for game seven? Uh, yeah. In which case, could they piggyback Grenke? There's all sorts of permutations. So um, it's very much up in the air. Um, having said all that then, Munaf, um all that information, where did that lead you when it came to making some picks? Yeah, I just wanted to quickly point out, Malcolm, against left-handed pitching, the Astros in the postseason at least have been uh, absolutely crushing it here. Um, currently seeing them over, I guess we can go in the postseason here. Uh, they have a 304 batting average against left-handed pitching in a 15 games. Uh, 217 at bat, 66 hits, 11 doubles. Uh, 39 RBIs is the one thing that stands out for me, and also 22 um, walks they've drawn from left-handed pitching. So I feel a lot more um, comfortable that the Astros are going up against a left-handed pitcher, especially Max Freed, um, as a left-handed pitcher. So um, with that being said, I I got to go with the Astros again, Malcolm. I mean... <laughs> They're, they have the momentum right now. I think they got the bats going uh, here in the uh, in game five. And I think that one thing that really makes sense or kind of stuck out to me for the Astros is that they got nine runs yesterday, but not a single one of them was from a home run. They yeah. were all hit singles, doubles. They ran the bases well. They drew the walks, um, and they did uh, what they needed to do. It's almost like they played some small ball to score those runs. So. Um, now you have Luis Garcia back at home, which I think where he's a lot more comfortable uh, during the season, at least. Um, he was really good at home for the Astros. Uh, Max Fried, again, left-handed pitching now on the road, just over his last two starts here for the Astros. Oh, sorry, for the uh, for the Braves. They haven't really been good. So I'm going to go Astros money line here, minus 125. 
I think I'm also going to take the Astros team total um, at four and a half. I think they got some momentum now going with their bats. Um, and I think this will probably get to a, or will get to a game seven on Wednesday night for sure. So that's where I'm kind of going with my uh, picks for game, uh, game six here. Fair enough, Munaf. Um, I am completely going to fly in the face of that. Um, just for a couple of reasons, really. I set my stall out in our uh, pre-series podcast, um, which was the Braves in six. Um, mm-hmm. Therefore, I've got no choice but to take um, Atlanta tomorrow because that'll, that'll get that one over the line. Now, I've kind of counterintuitively taken the under here. Um, okay. I'm just talking back to the to the game that they played on Friday night in the uh, the 2-0 um, win that the Braves had, um, where Ian Anderson went five innings, and then Minter, uh, Jackson, Matzek, and Smith uh, then pitched. Jackson, Matzek, and Smith went 7-8-9. Um, and um, it was Garcia on the mound for uh, Houston that night. Uh-huh. That, was the, that was his 3.2. Um, innings where he gave up the one earned run and then um, Stanek Graveman really uh, Yimmy Garcia uh, came and I think Graveman gave up one in the ninth but that was it so I think I think we've got to follow that pattern again um, I can see it being although uh, we've talked about this earlier I can see it being a relatively tight cagey kind of a nervous game sure. um, I think Freed can go well um, I've backed him all year and I can't jump off him now so I think he's going to go okay keep this down I think Garcia will do similar Um and like I say, I like that little uh, that little bullpen uh, of Matzek, Jackson, and Smith to keep it quite tight. So I'm going to take Atlanta to win. I'm going to take the under. Um, if you wanted to stick them together, the Braves and the under is three to one. Uh, so they would be my picks, Muna. Well, there we go. We're on opposite sides again. And I think that uh, maybe my turn to turn the tables here because I think we uh, disagreed in game one, but we'll see. I know. I think this has been a great series so far, Malcolm. I think that, uh, you know, both these managers have had their hands full on, you know, picking the right spots on when to put in guys, when to pull out guys. Again, Dusty Baker in game five, changing the batting order. I think that's, uh, that's, that's huge um, for the Astros. And again, we got, we haven't touched much about Brian Sindiker here and, and he's been absolutely fantastic the way yeah. he's managed the bullpen and also getting their, these guys in the, the right spot. So, um, you know, I think that hopefully we get a game seven just because we can say we got a game seven in the world series here. Uh, but definitely again, looking forward to this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the, that Houston crowd is definitely going to be hyped. Yeah. If you uh, keep your eye on Twitter as well, a couple of hours um, before the game tomorrow, we'll put our home run props out because we've done okay. I got Travis Darno at a gigantic price yesterday. Um, in game two, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Johnny put out Adam Duval yesterday. I nearly put Damsby Swanson up, Moon off. I know nearly doesn't win anything and you yeah. don't need to believe me. But um, I sort of typed his name out and deleted it um, and ended up with, a. I think I put a, an Astro out. Um, so to be fair, Moon off, you are the only one of us who hasn't quite uh, yeah. a winner yet. So, I mean, are you going to step up or what? I think it's time for me because Johnny's gotten one, you've gotten one, so I think uh, I got to step up and make sure I get one for uh, tomorrow night. So hopefully I'll, I'll I'll dig into something here. Let's see, I'm gonna dig into some Max Fried, uh, you know, splits here. See what he's been doing against uh, uh, against hitters in the postseason here. So uh, hopefully I can pick one out for the listeners. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Moonaf. Yes, um, sir. Thank you everyone for listening. Enjoy the baseball. Um, 
sportsgamblingpodcast.com has all the info you'll ever need uh, to pick any sport you want. Um, we've got the Breeders' Cup coming up this weekend, so I'll be, uh, I will be on my horse uh, giving you some winners on the ponies, the, the meetings Friday and, and Saturday night. So there'll be an article coming out uh, on Thursday. So um, we don't cover much horse racing, but we had a really good Breeders' Cup last year, you know. I think we had a 9-1 to one best oh, bet we went in. Yeah, so um, yeah, looking forward to picking some more winners. Uh, Moon, after you doing more uh, NBA stuff this week? Yeah, we dropped two podcasts this morning uh, to cover the Monday games and also a uh, prop cast with the NBA player props. Uh, so definitely, if you haven't uh, uh, reached or subscribed to the prop cast for the NBA gambling podcast, now's a great time to do it. You know, the season just started, so we're you know we've gotten off to a pretty good start here for the uh, basketball season. So. Definitely uh, make sure to subscribe to both of those uh, podcasts for the uh, network here. Absolutely. Um, we'll be back prior to Game 7 if there is one. Uh, yeah. If there isn't one, we'll be back with a, with a wrap-up of the season to see where we went right and wrong. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the baseball. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you down the road. Cheers.